always love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that is all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Live from Bob's Tavern, I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And announcing for the first time, for the third time, we have decided after much deliberation and much realization that three was greater than two in both number and quality that uh, we've decided that we have a new permanent co-host and co-bartender in the one, the only Dr. Feach. So uh, congratulations and uh, welcome for the the first third time, uh, bartender doctor. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited for this. It was was one of those things where like we were talking, I think even after the first episode, like Don messaged me like, that was a really good episode. And I was like, yeah, you should let Fish like sit in for me on days and I can't record. And then she was like, I was going to say the same thing. And then we're like, oh, we should probably just bring him on the show. And then we brought you in again to do another review with us. And we we're like, yeah, I think this works. Let's just let's just ask him if he wants to be on the show from now on. So uh, thank you so much for agreeing to join us and bringing another uh Hearthstone Battlegrounds player, Hearthstone in general player uh, to the team. And I I think it's already shown to be a great addition in that now Discord has been like blowing up for me. Fish just sending me all these great tips and stuff that I catch between games. Oh, man. Yeah, those tips (laughs) that aren't necessary, aren't really necessarily existent, but it's been great. to be brought to be asked to be brought on i absolutely love battlegrounds as much as i love standard battlegrounds is of uh, my second is my second love of in card games in general um i'm just super excited to get to discuss all the stuff going on and um be involved in the community yeah i think you've been doing a great job and you've been like doing a ton of stuff everywhere it's like you're joining us you've been casting some thl you joined our afg team for thl legacy you've been doing a whole bunch of like co-ops with some different people when you stream and different stuff yeah you've been doing yeah doing a lot so it's it's great to have you on the show permanently and also i mean i think even during just our prep talk here when we're talking about it i was like oh yeah that's right Dr. Fish like knows all of the card names in Battlegrounds, which for some reason I can never remember the card names. Yeah. So at least somebody on the show will remember the names of stuff. That's that's good. That's good. Oh man. Well, there will wait, be wait there will until... definitely be laughs. I'm gonna have lapses. Oh no. <laughs> it's all good. Well, we've kind of already poured a drink, but uh just let's let's do that again and cheer to uh, not just Feast joining us, but to also to the patrons of the show. Here's a toast to the patrons of the tavern who support our adventures <laughs> and drink our mead. Uh, thank you so much, patrons. And if you want to help support Bob's Tavern Cast to help uh, 
keep the lights running and uh, the drinks flowing, you can do so. Head over to patreon.bobstavern.pub. But, folks, I have another mini game for you, and it's called Guess That Placement. Uh, I have I have a, a deck, or I guess I have a war band that I picked up, and I'm going to give you the exact numbers and all of the statuses, and I want you to tell me what I placed. So my hero was Finley. My hero power was Rafam. And I had a 1218 Cave Hydro with Taunt. I had a 2736. Hold on. I got the, the name of this. Uh, it's the tier one minion uh, Murloc that grows with every other Mur- oh, Murloc Tidecaller. I had a, and that also had Taunt, had Poison and Taunt. I had a. 2537 with taunt crowd favorite a 46 just regular cave hydra a 43 why you shouldn't do this because you have to remember the names of like seven different minions all at once and that um yeah a 43 hound master no effects and then a 711 Felfin Navigator with poison. And last, a 1014 Twilight Emissary with taunt. Well, of course it has taunt. So two Cave Hydras, a 1218 and a 46. A Murloc Tide Collar, 2736 with taunt and poison. Crowd favorite, 2537 with taunt. A Twilight Emissary that was a 1014. And a Felfin Navigator that was 7-Eleven with Taunt and then just a regular Houndmaster playing Finley with the Reform Hero Power. What did I place? Fifth. Third. I'm going to give the audience a couple of seconds to shout out their answers and think about those. I placed first. With that garbage of a warband, I have no idea how I got first place with that crap, but but it was, that was like the weirdest game ever. Uh, I think, I think it was one of those scenarios where no one wanted to die and everybody was at super low health. And then in one turn, like five Five people got eliminated Yeah, and then I was in the top three. And I everything kept running into the tide collar with poison. <laughs> so then okay, I won. that makes sense. I my only my only hesitation was was there a Jandis in the game? That was my only hesitation. I don't even <laughs> remember. I just remember it being like I was amazed. I was just like, how did I top four with this? And then at the end, I was like, how did I win with this? Oh, that was an easy top four comp. <laughs> you can you can you no. I you can top four with some pretty bad stuff. Not that's all, not even yeah. that's not even that bad. Double having a, a cleave a is fine. A couple divine shields would have taken this out easily. Probably, probably. But, but how has I've, everyone else's uh, battlegrounds experiences been this week, or I guess these past couple weeks? Up and down. I've had a pretty up and down 
Um, I floated from about 5.7K down. My lowest was almost 5.4K. I had pretty low in the 5.5s. And then I've managed to climb back up um, to 5.7. But um, it's all hit and miss for me. And it's, I don't even necessarily think it's the, it's the heroes I'm getting. Um, I think there's just some little nuance stuff I'm still learning um, with mid-game play. Late part of early game into more mid games that I'm learning to get better at. I I kind of feel the same. I had a few games that did not go well, and then I had several games that went well. Uh, oddly, the game one of the games that didn't go very well was Jandus, but I played Jandus before I knew about the Pogo thing. So and there were mechs. So that that's a shame. I didn't get to try that. And then all my games since then, I haven't even been offered any of the new heroes. So I got to try Jandis once, took sixth, and I haven't ever even seen the other ones. I'm like, okay. I got offered Flurgle like four games in a row. So the last one, though, I took uh, third was Flurgle. And then before that, I got second with Nas. So that's good. So I eclipsed... Finally, 200 first place finishes. And I did it with 1,245 top fours. And just doing the math on that, one out of every six top fours I would get first place on. Dang. That's awesome. I'm sitting at 94 top. I'm sitting at 98 top fours right now. So, with significantly less time played than you, obviously. But <laughs> I was gonna say, I think my next um, milestone is gonna be a thousand hours played because I'm yeah. at 825 at the moment. I have sixty. I have How 60- are you not at a thousand hours played? <laughs> I have 61 only. To give a comparison, I have 61 <laughs> hours played. I play this game a lot. Yeah, I play. I mean, I'm mainly a standard player, but I've been picking up more PGs, and I've been loving it. I was gonna say, actually, being at sixty hours played and like five point seven K is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I'm I'm the only one here that's like I play Battlegrounds probably more than I play Ladder. Hasn't really been the case. This well. For the last couple of days, it hasn't been the case, but you know, for the most part, it's like I'm, I still I still follow the uh, the ridiculous hat policy of like when you got time, just do a BG. It's like oh, you know, breakfast, do a BG. You know, lunch, and eh, take a quick BG break there. <laughs> just just cap off the end of the day with a quick little BG game, and you know, it's it's definitely a factor, but. What has also been a factor has been the power level of some of these new heroes. So we're going to jump into that. Oh, man, these heroes are out of control. Yeah. I feel like I could hear the asterisk when you said some. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Oh, I can. Yeah. What? Well, one of these heroes is out of control. 
So if anyone hasn't, uh, if anyone's been sleeping under a rock for the last two weeks, um, there's a, a new hero in town by the name of Jandis Barov. And I remember saying that this was going to not really be that strong of a hero. And I've got to eat my words uh, because Jandis has... I don't know what was worse. I don't know if Jandis or Tyrion was worse because Jandis is just dominating. According to HS Replay, Jandis Barov averages her placements at 3.59. That means on average she top fours with a pick rate of 92.9% and a 30% first place win rate that is disgusting <laughs> that is absolutely like devastating yeah just to give some form of like comparison to how that looks um compared to other things so the next hero down is Maev. Maev actually has a similar type of of um of pattern of placement where Maev places first the most with twenty two percent, and then it drops down to second place fourteen, and then it just goes down more and more as you go along. Um, but most heroes in this game have either a kind of hill curve look where like most of the placements are third through fifth, um, and then I think one of the only exceptions is Reno. In the top, and at least in tier two, that has more of a would be more of like a downward hill look where he, it, where Reno tends to place first or last is more of where Reno will place. But it's it, even he has a very equally distributed type of thing where Janice is just out, outrageously way high on the wins. I, I call it, there's like three different levels of, of pattern here. You have like the DJ Khaled line of like, all I do is win, win, win. Yeah. And then there's like the Ricky Bobby hit curve that's like you're either first or you're last. Yeah. And then there's like just your standard little normal hill curve. And I don't have a, I don't have an yeah. analogy for that one. There's, I mean, bell curve, I guess. I no, guess you could call boring. it. <laughs> I was trying to remember which see rock the bell curve, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to think about which ones are the bell curves and which one aren't, and I just realized what they are. Pyramid has a bell curve. Really, really right in that middle section, and then not a lot of wins and not a lot of losing, just kind of right in that middle. Yeah. Um. So we kind of talked about it a little bit one of the big things uh, that's doing so well with Jandis is the Pogos. And we, I think we talked about it like in our pre-show. I feel like Jandis would not be quite as good if Pogos were not a thing, which makes me feel like your comparison with uh, Tyrion. I feel like overall Tyrion was better just because he was better in more variety of games. But this is still kind of scary. And and with the zero cost hero power, we you know we kind of brought that up when we talked about her zero cost. Uh, you know, Blizzard loves their zero cost stuff, and it always kind of uh, kind of causes problems. But with the pogos, I don't know if them putting it up to to like one gold would really do anything. 
Yeah, there's the, and I, I think I, I mentioned that the problem isn't necessarily Jandis. The problem is Pogo Hopper. Um, I know that we had mentioned earlier, like, how do you fix this? Um, but I do want to say that there is some value in they need to stop <laughs> making things free. Like I'm looking and every there's there's very few here in like the top tier that have a hero power that cost anything. There's the only one that's tier two that costs more than one is Yogg-Saron and everyone else. It either costs one or it's a passive. And didn't they change Yogg's anyways at some point? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if if one is powerful enough, if one is enough to put you in tier two, like why would you think that zero is okay? And especially after we ran into this issue with like the Lich King and like the Lich King, like don't get me wrong, he's still strong. Maev costs one, still strong. Rafam has been strong since it was introduced into the game. And like, I mean, we can talk about the other heroes here, but the big elephant in the room is like, why are they giving these freebies away? That's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make a hero so powerful that playing against it, you're not, you're not playing against your skill set. You're playing against that one hero. And I, I know uh, Don and I, we, we had discussed kind of that whole, like, what's your strategy when you're trying to play against your board like you have to throw all of that out the window when you have someone when when mechs are in play and Jandis is selected, you can't try to play against your board. You have to play to counteract Jandis. And the only way you can do that is by staying at Tavern Tier 2, re-rolling as many times as you can, grabbing every pogo hopper that you can get, and like, or you have to try to hyper level to Tavern Tier 6 and get like an Amalgadon or start getting poisons from Toxfins. Like there's no clear-cut way to get past this and a prime example of that i'm not saying that i'm not too proud to to play it because i definitely will um oh, yeah. but i i shared a, a link with with fish over you know the week that had me with a first place win with jandis that had a 17-6 golden macaw a golden kaboom bot a 373 golden pogo hopper a 117 regular pogo hopper a 65 65 regular pogo hopper uh bram bronzebeard and a baron rivendare like you don't expect to lose like i think i got that like five turns before i eventually got first place and i literally just stopped playing the game i just kind of just set my phone down and like went and made a sandwich and came back and was like oh i won awesome so I guess were Murlocs not in that? Murlocs were not in play. Okay, so there was no poisonous to counter that. Yep. Well, there which was would kind of be the only thing, I guess. Beast. I don't really My know ex. how else. No. Yeah. I mean, still though, you'd have to get, like he said, you'd have to kind of get you all the way up to that high tavern to kind of try to counter it. You need three My Exes just to kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and hope that hope that they don't get sniped by the Kaboom bot, like. Yeah, Maxon and Amalks. And I mean, when you have the golden, the golden macaw with the kaboom bot is going to be eight bombs the first time, four bombs the second time. 
Like there's there's no way that my ex knows living. No, not in that case. Yeah, that's gross. But I th- I think the the thing is these heroes, the new heroes that they introduce, are not that bad. It's just there's one that's like the situation is kind of dire because of Pogo Hopper. Like if mechs aren't in play, Jandis winds up getting wrecked. I've seen it like so many times where like someone just sees Jandis and they insta pick it and they forget to check to see who's in play and not. And then like when mechs aren't in play, you just see her start to slowly drop down and then eventually she gone. And it's like, Omu, I can't play Omu. I have no idea what I'm doing with Omu. For some reason, Omu is considered tier two, but every time I played Omu, I've gotten wrecked. But then at the same time, they say that um, Barov is, or Lord Barov is tier four, and I have only topped Ford, even first place finished with with Barov. So I feel like right now, these new heroes that they've introduced are not bad, I think that one of them, even like Jandis, isn't necessarily broken. What's broken is pogo hoppers. The the idea that you can scale pogo hoppers that much with Jandis is just disgusting. And that there's really no penalty for staying at Tavern Tier 2 that long to where you can you can get five pogo hoppers in one game. Like that's just just nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. So there's yeah. been a yeah, and, and there's been a couple other cases that were similar to this that they changed, right? Is when Sourlisk. we had people staying, yeah, Sourlisk, when people were staying at that, they changed that. And then, um, I mean, even early on, didn't they get rid of, uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, the Not Amalgadon, but the Meg. Nightmare Amalgam. They got rid of that because it was too easy to, and it scaled too well with everything. What? That feels the same here to me. I am I looking at this wrong, or I, I feel like there's going to be some change with this. Um, I agree. I think that changes need to be made. Um, I like Jand. I like the concept of Jandis so much. Um, zero cost, zero powers, as we discussed last week. Ooh, you got there. It's. You're running on a knife's edge with them. They're either it's going to turn out like this with a ninety plus percent pick rate and a thirty percent win rate, thirty percent first place rate. Sorry, and if you total up the um the if you add the total of it, that's well over a fifty percent top four rate. Um, I mean, I think you hit it on the nose, Don. That like saying with with just uh, the ability. To have comps that stay at certain tiers, like, like you mentioned, uh, Hook, Hook Tusk and Sourlisk, that was, we just saw that a couple of months ago, before they nerfed Hook Tusk, um, you were able to stay down at tier one, and just get a, and just get golden Sourlisks and buff them up immensely, and then and then eventually you would start moving up. But you would just wait until you had all that stuff. It, it was, um, it, it just created so much polar polarizing gameplay, um, and it created the situation like now. There's so many tier two heroes, and that's great. Back then, there was not that many tier twos, um, and even with Eudora, there still wasn't that many tier twos. So I think we're we're 
we're very close to a really, really, we had that really good meta right before Jandis and Omu and Lord Barov came in. And now that we've seen Pogos have become a problem, I mean, I don't want to see them go. I I see that as an option. And I know that Jay mentioned it before. Like, Pogos could get removed for this. I don't know if they will, but Pogos could end up going away for because of this situation or have some way to, to tune them so that they're not going to do this much infinite scaling all the time. I mean, Pogos have... Pogos have always been that thing that were like high risk, high reward. Like we've had, you see these Shutterwalk games where you have like a bunch of massive Pogos. But the thing with those is there was a stopping point. There was like, a, okay, I could have a lot of big Pogos. And if I get lucky enough, I can find like Bran and then I can get like one more Pogo and like or get a golden Pogo at that point and like have just this big thing you have to deal with. But with this, there is no stop. I mean, the the trick with Jandis, the hardest part of Jandis is knowing when to golden your pogo and when not to. Like, ultimately, just don't golden until you have an opportunity to play another non-golden pogo. Because then you because you're stopping the scaling of one and then starting the scaling with another. And it's it allows you to do that. You can say, I'm going to just keep on leveling up. I, uh, I think Don mentioned this earlier. You don't have to stop. You just keep going. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it feels bad if pogos go away because like you guys have mentioned, it's they haven't really been a problem until now. So, but I don't know how to change Jandis to make it so that it's not a problem. And so really the solution I see is to change pogos or do something with the pogos. Um, my next concern there is if they do that, I mean, does my Ev go back? Cause my Ev is, and, and Fish mentioned this earlier, that same kind of curve in the placement, still a very high pick rate, you know, really good average placement. What, I mean, what, what needs to be done there? I think fixing my Ev is easier though, because my Ev is you you pay one, you wait a turn, and then you get a buffed version of that. And it's like that's that's a skill game. Like if you can just say, save myself one coin and just buy something. Just just use it on something. You're gonna be better than not using it at all. Um, I don't think that my Ev is necessarily a problem. I think the Lich King is is a problem and the fix for the Lich King was Jandis. And now, like if they get rid of Pogos, I think the problem will then once again be why does the Lich King's hero power cost nothing? Yeah, I agree. Because I, I agree Maiev is strong, but at one point in time, Maiev wasn't good. Like when Maiev first came out, Maiev was not that strong. And it took a lot of movement in the meta to make my Ev strong. And we have to remember, if they get rid of Pogos, Jandis can be strong. Like she has, like you can do a lot of crazy battle cry things with Jandis. Like one of the things that I did um, when I was one of those dummies that che didn't check and see if mechs were in play, I found a Toxfin and I basically just took like four turns giving all of my Murlocs poison. And then it was like, well, Hey, discount Megasaur. It was it was over four turns, but <laughs> it was just so easy to win after that because 
you could yeah. do things like, oh, I'm just going to give everything poison and then I win. Or I can get an Amalgadon and just keep cycling it, which I've seen other people do as well. And that gets disgusting because then it's like, if you're getting if you're getting like four battle cries every single turn or four adapts and then you just get like four more and four more and four more eventually you just have all the adapts and eventually does it just that feel more balanced though yeah um, i think i think when there are a lot of good options that that's better than just like the one clear option i would i would rather be like i can probably pull out a win or a top 4 where like right now it feels like every game you see the same heroes again and again. And depending on which heroes are in play, you know whether or not you're going to top four or not. Or you can be me and have your rational confidence in your Toki play. <laughs> I think I, I actually missed top four. I, oh, I just missed top four with her. I think I died at the same time as somebody, and it gave me fifth. Toki, so, Toki is tier I mean, three, right in the middle. High, high tier three, but it's kind of like, it's a crapshoot with Toki. Like, everything yeah. seems pretty even. Which, yeah. I mean, again, you know, we've we've talked about that. If, if everything is balanced and nothing's broken, that means it's bad. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I, I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> also, she was actually that she was actually the best pick in my in my pool of um she was yeah, she was the best pick for me because I don't know how to play Edwin. I know Edwin's good. I just I've just always had a hard time under con conceiving how to play Edwin. So I was like I'll pick what I know how to play. I think that's the that's the thing I'm I'm getting at though with this is like Right now, there are a lot of really good heroes and there's a lot of good strategies. So it's like if everything is really, really strong and there's nothing that's just like, whoa, that's like stupid broken, then yeah. the game is in a better place. I think I the problem that we were running into was that Lich King at zero got started so quickly that it was stupid broken. Yeah, The only thing more stupid than that was pogo hopper madness over there and then if you fix those two problems you still have a lot of really strong decisions that can be made so like you don't the game becomes a an opportunity to win again like now it like you said if if you're sitting there like huh i gotta pick between like toki bigglesworth and if i can sam zarak yeah if i gave blizzard my money maybe i have two other choices that i don't oh, want to okay. pick yeah, you know, so it's like make it so that everybody is either stupid strong and like everything is just bananas or make it's it super. so that nothing is like yeah. all or nothing. Make it or make it or make it like make it a fiesta or make it skill based. And by and I don't mean fiesta in like the sense that everyone's like, oh, this is a comp. I mean, like literally, let's just make it really fun and make it a party like. Or we can have it just be, okay, if you're really good at the game and everything's just kind of bland, those are the people who are going to win. And I find that a lot less interesting than just making everything kind of strong. Yeah, I think that's the key word right there is the interesting. And they have to appeal to a, a very broad audience and try to pull people in with a balance of 
making it fun, but also making decisions matter. And if they go too hard one way or the other, they lose a lot of that player base and people's interest in Battlegrounds. I mean, we've seen that in Standard as well through your various metas. So, yeah, it's it's kind of... Yeah, yeah. If you you go too hard one way, you you definitely lose some audience. So they do have to figure out what what that balance is. Uh, it just it does feel kind of terrible looking at at a hero and saying, "Oh, it's picked." Yeah, ninety three percent of the time that it's offered, and when it is, then what was it twenty? What was the percentage? Twenty nine. Uh, yeah, thirty percent of the time it wins. Like that—that's a little bit overboard. What's also overboard is some of these lobbies. Am I right? No, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, the lobbies haven't been too bad, and then I'm, I'm wanting to segue into that because there is some other um, news that I forgot about in our week off that uh, we need to cover. But really quick. Uh, when we last recorded, there was some talk about whether or not lobbies would be broken or cheated or used in a way to gain some type of unfair advantage. But I wanted to kind of get a, a quick gauge on everybody. How do you feel with these new lobbies? I've had a lot of fun. Uh, so I've done um, a few eight, a few four-player lobbies where... Um, one of the, my friends that I, one of the streamers I watch, he has a redeemed battlegrounds thing. He's a he's a ladder player, but he also has redeemed battlegrounds. And you know, he does it. It's like okay, well, this person redeemed it. You know, I'll I'll throw my points in and I'll go join. And we have four people, and we never like. I mean, I guess it was more of an unspoken. We we weren't giving information to each other. It was a fun time. Like even if even if we were trying to do that, I would have no clue how to do it personally. Like. I mean, I get, that definitely speaks to more of my skill level and maybe more of my ability to, to be able to vocalize what's going on in the game. But um, I found them fun. Even in the eight-player lobbies, you could do all sorts of shenanigans with those. I did one where we weren't allowed to pick tribal minions after we hit once we hit like we fast leveled to tier three, and after that, no tribal minions. Like, or you couldn't play them on the board at the end of the turn, so you could pick them. And so that was kind of fun because it was kind of a race to see who could get crowd favorite and then just buff a crowd favorite a bunch. <laughs> that was fun. I've, I've had a blast with the, with the Battlegrounds lobbies and playing with more people. It makes the game fun. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, I think um, our friend Tonberry did that with me. I guess as for me, I haven't actually tried. Again, I... I focus a bit more on ladder and like tournaments. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't actually joined any up to four player or any private lobby battlegrounds myself. Um, but in terms of just playing like compared to before they came out, I feel like I haven't really noticed a difference uh, in, in terms of like, I wouldn't even know if there's a you know group of four that I'm playing against. Uh, but again, that probably speaks to the level that we're at and not, you know, again, the biggest thing that was pointed out was people doing that at that high level. Um, but at basically anything I'd say below like 9K, 8K, below that is probably, you're probably not really noticing 
um, a huge difference. But I know earlier I mentioned I it felt weird. That was a big thing, a big topic on Twitter and in discords that like, a lot of big streamers were pointing out. And then it feels like the discussion just kind of died off and I haven't seen anything about it since. So I don't really know what's going on there. I think that if you're playing at a level where playing against a orchestrated effort to beat you is a problem, then congratulations. You are the 1%. I, I think that there is, we don't live in a world where people are going to roll someone that they don't know for no effect. And if they are, they're going to lose, especially in a game like Battlegrounds. Where like, I I, I think I've mentioned this before, where like, I, I have this issue sometimes if I'm playing on mobile where the game might crash and it'll reload and I wind up losing a turn, like I miss a single turn of play. And when that happens, it is so hard to catch up. I, I'm almost tempted to just like immediately concede and just queue again. And... The problem that I see is if you're playing and you think that people are out to get you, like they're just not. It's just not happening. And and if you are, then you need to come on this show and tell us what we're doing wrong so that we can get up to your skill level. Cause it is it is so hard to get that good that people have to start working twice as hard just to beat you. I mean, especially when you have a character in the game that has like a 30% chance of just winning the game. Like, I, I think everyone else in their power is like, okay, let's lobby up and just make sure that the, the Jandis doesn't win in case we all do, which <laughs> you don't need to be in a lobby to do that. Like, that's just how you play the game now. Yeah, I, I agree very much that the people that were yelling about it were people that had a good reason to yell about it. And then when the people that heard it and they heard all of these people that were really good started yelling as well, people were just kind of like, it's not really happening though. So you should just like let people have fun and play their game. Like just stop whining and, and do it. And like I said, I, I will acknowledge that there are some people there that are literally that good. I think that if, if somehow I wound up getting stuck in a lobby with like educated Collins, I would be like, all right, look, I don't care who else is in this game. Let's just see what he's doing and just immediately try to counteract him because <laughs> he's going to destroy us if we don't. So yeah. I, I, I don't think that I don't think that this is a, a realistic issue. But what might be a realistic issue is coming next patch when there is a rumor about seasons and battlegrounds and a potential refresh of your MMR. What? So there, there was, I can't remember where this was brought up, but there was some discourse from blizzard that stated that there will indeed be a visible MMR reset. Your, your matchmaking uh, MMR will not reset. That is that is kind of a permanent thing. But you might see your your score go up or down depending on where you are when a new tavern pass is announced. So I just want to know what are what are everybody's opinions on a reset 
and the idea of moving Battlegrounds into a seasonal format? Uh, Coming from somebody who plays a lot of Standard, and I think overall I've liked a lot of the changes they've made to the ladder systems and the MMR systems within that. I'm excited for this. I think it's it's going to be good. And hopefully that also helps some players who are stuck at a point. And I think with like the, the ladder system that we have now for standard, overall, I do think it helps people kind of get, uh, or maybe visually at least, it, it gives them a way to show improvement over time. And that's what that's the biggest thing I'm hoping for with Battlegrounds. Yeah, as someone as Dawn pointed out, it's I'm an, as another person who plays ladder a lot. Um, like before I came, so before I came back to play Hearthstone during Ashes of Outlands, I was probably a middle of the road rank player. Every single month, I'd get to. I'd get to my rank somewhere between 13 and 10 and then would just do whatever. Um, but this resetting every month, the way that the ladder is set up now makes it so much more rewarding. Um, and I think if, if Battlegrounds does this, I think it'd be great. I would love, absolutely love to see rewards come in for this. I assume that's what they'll probably do. Um, that way, you know, if you reach this certain thing, maybe you get some, I don't know. I don't know what they would do for it. Like you get emotes or I know that that's not what people want. People, I feel like you could use that as a way to give, to almost like almost supplement a tavern pass. And if this is just coming in when the tavern passes come in every month, every so many months, then that's great. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily want to see a reset every month. But either every expansion or even every rotation, that would be fine. It's like how I played League of Legends for years, and so I'm used to things resetting every year on top of Hearthstone resetting every month. I think that the idea of, hey, we're going to reset at a stated time, like at a given time every year, I or every you know number of is fine. I think the biggest thing here words that you get during the season. Um, yeah. We've already thrown it out there. Like one blizzard, you're ridiculous. If you think the tavern pass or what is it? 20 bucks. Like that's, I think that's so kind of bad, um, yeah. but it's a lot more manageable if, you know, every rank you go up, you get 100 gold. Um, even if they went with like the old season ladder, if it was like if you start at like 25 and you have to work your way down to like legend and you become a legend battle. Like if at every rank I got 100 gold, that means if I went from 25 to legend every you know cycle, the tavern pass would pay for itself. I was muted. Um, I can see that uh, happening. I really just... My only thing is, like, just like you, I just want to see rewards that really help um, make it worth it. To make these reset stuff worth it. 
like incrementally, even just throughout the season. You know, if you get and it and they shouldn't be they should be achievable. If you get X number of top fours, so say like it depends on if a season is X amount long, you want to tune it so that way you're not giving it for too much, but you're also not making it overachieve. You get a hero slot. You get an extra hero. Um, and then if you get more, you get both. And or you can just start it, I don't know, just something that makes that makes it worth it. And cause you're right, tavern passes just too much. It's too much. I know they throw arena things in there, but I mean if you look at arena, since Battlegrounds coming out, really like all these people who are arena players are usually now battlegrounds players. And there's you have a very wide much more wide audience of players doing battlegrounds and doing arena. Um, and throwing in those in like they will probably more say that you know you're paying for arena you're paying for free arena tickets and that's great and all but as someone who doesn't even really play arena I mean the only reason I get the tavern pass is because I buy a bun is because I buy the big bundle of the standard so I can get so I can be competitive so I can keep on playing s- standard at a high level or at a more competitive level and I. Sh- you know, it feels bad to even have to sink 80, 80 plus dollars into stuff every expansion. Well, and, and not to beat the dead horse on, you know, the cost, but sure. I, I think the thing here is in standard, you can play standard to get things that make yes. your standard play better. In yes. arena, you can play arena, do good in arena, and just keep playing. You like, can go can infinite, play- yeah. Yeah, you can go infinite in arena. There is no infinite in Battlegrounds. And I mean, nope. yeah, it's a free game, which is fine, but is it really? Like if if you're playing if you're playing and you're playing with what we've already stated is a, a clear handicap if you don't have a battle pass or a tavern pass, then you wind up having to pay for a season of play. And yeah. I just want to say if if you're telling me that I can play Battlegrounds, be good enough at Battlegrounds that I can quote unquote go infinite with my unlockability, it's like um, uh, Wick, shout out to Wicked Good. He mentioned this in his uh, latest podcast episode of like when you get that 11th star on ladder, it's easier to get to legend not saying that it's like incredibly easy but it's easier so you can use your success from the previous month to continue your success into future months you're being rewarded the amount of time that you play on top of your skill level so in battlegrounds that just doesn't exist like Mm -hmm. it's like hey just give us money and we'll reward you for giving us money like there is no like hey you play this game a lot we're going to give you a benefit and yeah and their quote-unquote benefit is i would have to play let's see what is it it's you can max out at a thousand gold a day so i yep. would have to play the equivalent of 60 games to get i thought it was only 100 oh yeah is it yeah. Oh yeah, you can earn gold. 100 gold a day. Yeah, you can get 100 gold a day. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So if you do that math, so 100 gold and you get 10 gold every three games that you top four in Battlegrounds, it's you'd 30. have to play 
what 600 games <laughs> to to get to where you can afford to yeah to actually do like go infinite in your game and, and i mean yeah for me that might be attainable but i we've already established i play this game too dang much so it's like everyone else is having to go into other game modes to support their battlegrounds habit or they're just having to go into their their pocketbook which yeah i'm not okay with either i think i should be able to quote unquote go infinite in battlegrounds for battlegrounds yeah so i uh, oh sorry you're still talking Oh, I was going to give, because I know you mentioned the 11 star bonus, and I don't know how many people know how that, how the star system works now. I just, so when you hit, I guess at the upper echelon of what is legend, probably being in the top 1500, 2000 to 1500 is about the range where they give you 11 stars, depending on how many people hit ladder on that, on that server, hit legend in that server. Because I know there are people that said they got like in the top 3k. And okay. So they're so they're brought yeah. so they're brought in. More people are hitting legend is right. also Yeah, it's happening. like the top percentage. So how yeah. many people are hitting legend it affects the rank there. So how it works is every game you win starting with 11 stars and you might only get that for like one or two games, the 11 stars, but once you get down up into like diamond level, um usually you stop at diamond 5 and you don't have any more what's called um uh, you get a start. You can get like double your stars per win if you win streak. So if you get more, if you get three wins in a row, you start getting double the stars. Um, and at Diamond Five, it stops. However, you're supposed to just usually just go down to one star per win. However, when you have eleven, that carries two stars all the way into Legend. So, it, like, I've talked to one person, uh, one of the AFG members, Neji. He, I think, in August, I think he entered Legend with a negative win rate. Yep. He had like a forty something percent win rate. Um, and just because of his bonus, so that's it. Like that's what pretty much what going infinite in legend is like is when you can hit eleven stars every month. Um, so I think there needs to be some way to do that in battlegrounds, like Jason. Yeah, it'd be cool if they had some sort of like bonus or or something at at different breakpoints. Uh, especially if your MMR rolls over, but then your your rating, rating resets. Yeah, so if they if they are going to roll and keep the MMR, which is what standard did, your your MMR goes over multiple months. Uh, we just don't get to see what that is. That's kind of behind the scenes, but you can obviously see your rank. If they do that same thing for battlegrounds, uh, it'd be nice to see some some sort of benefit or some rewards or something at kind of different different breakpoints and different levels. Definitely. And and I mean, I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it there. But I mean, to, to kind of just wind everything together, like we can tell that the game is is getting further and farther. Like we, we mentioned earlier that like, why is this game still in beta? Do stuff, you know, if you're going to do something, do something. They're showing that they're trying to do more with the game. But I wonder, like, what is the what is the focus? Is the focus making the game playable with heroes that are not or hero slash minion combos that are not just completely busted? Is the focus preparing for 
this new season like refresh tier is the focus um creating more um advertisable content for battlegrounds because i mean again we've we've seen two um battlegrounds like tournament things that were completely invitational they were hosted by stream and they had people that were like the top 100 you know wasn't completely represented by their selection um so it it's a matter of trying to figure out what what blizzard wants this game mode to be and i think that they don't fully know but i think they don't know because their expectations changed um they even mentioned like it was internally a smash success when they were developing it but they had no idea that it was going to become as popular as it has at this point i feel like it's the only auto battler that's still relevant maybe tft but i don't see any other auto battlers like regularly putting content and doing events and things like that out there anymore so it's like yeah they came late to the game but in a way they kind of won it so sure congratulations you won it don't just go to disneyland keep keep working on it keep you know making the game better otherwise you're going to spoil it and then people are just going to get tired of it yeah so you're right tft is really the only one that has been doing anything and they also i believe see i'm not sure but i think they recently just started doing league doing um like I don't know if they want to call if they're going to call it leagues or call it series format stuff. I I know I've seen Riot broadcasting a lot more TFT content on the days where they're not casting like professional events. So that's pretty cool. Riot's trying but, to sell out virtual concerts of KDA right now. They're, they they don't care. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Riot has a lot Riot <laughs> Riot has blown up in the last uh, year, so even more so than they were before. So good, at least good on them. But Blizzard's been doing, Blizzard has been knocking it out of the park. They've knocked it out of the park with this game mode. They've had a few years. They've been doing great. Oh yeah, thirty years. Like since I, I don't, I I don't know what the first game was. I assume it's probably star, either StarCraft or the Lost Vikings. Um, but they've been killing it. I will so, I will forever be a Blizzard fanboy. <laughs> so what is everybody up to this upcoming week? Uh for me just the the typical uh multiple tournaments and series that I'm doing. Uh normal streaming and also you can find me on uh, Doctor Three, which is another Hearthstone podcast talking all about standard and standard ladder. So if you want to hear more about that, which is kind of my bread and butter, then yeah, join us over there. For me, um, kind of doing the same stuff I always do for Hearthstone, prepping for THL, playing ladder, um, streaming as often as I... Streaming... Not as much as I'd like because I don't because with my schooling schedule I don't have a lot of afternoon time to actually sit down and stream. Um, but gonna really try and get a night get a more nighttime schedule. So I'll be streaming more often. 
and VOD reviews. VOD reviews are fun. While I may not be uh, streaming at the moment, I you can probably catch me this upcoming Saturday at the uh, community night that our our friends over at the Tavern Tales podcast are putting together. Um, that's over at uh, it's going to be five p.m. Pacific time. I think it's going to be on totally totally drunks Twitch channel. So make sure you're following him. And uh, if you have any questions about that, just hit us up in the Discord. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes inviting you to that. It's completely free. But of course, if you want to help support the show, you can always do that over at Patreon at Bob's Tavern. Or sorry, patreon.bobstavern.pub. Uh, everybody, thank you for uh, listening. And also a great first episode for our newest uh, bartender, Dr. Fish, thank you so much for again joining the show. Let everybody know where they can find you. Okay, so on Twitter, my user my handle is at Dr. Fish, D-O-C-T-O-R-F-E-E-S-H. That's like Dr. Fish, but two E's. Uh, that's also my Twitch username, twitch.tv slash Dr. Fish. And you can catch me on some Fridays and Saturdays, casting for Team Hearth Legends sometimes. That'll be... F- yep. Don, what about you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And twitch.tv slash DragonRiderDK. All right. And then, of course, you can catch me on all of the things... Bob's Tavern HS. Just kidding. Um, you can actually catch me on my own account. Uh, KJY Miller on Twitter and of course KJYMiller.com for all of those things. It's been great, but I think it's come to an end. So I have been your bartender, Jay. I've been your bartender, Don. And I have been your bartender, Fish. And uh, let's all raise a class, slam them back, slam them down. Tavern's closed, everybody. You got to get out. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Kriziki. Your dot corner is ready for booting. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads.